1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary, void where prohibited by law. 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Guys, it's me, Natasha Pearl Hansen, and support from this episode of Futural Model comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your man's family jewels. Yes, the family jewels. It's holiday season, and we all know that it's time to buy gifts for you and for your man. Why not get something that is the gift of giving to yourself as well? And I'm talking about clean balls. I'm also talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. First, if you don't know about Manscaped and the importance of trimming below, then it's time to hop on the trend. I have talked about this before and how scary it is to meet new men and wonder how they manscape. And you don't have to worry about that anymore. I mean, obviously you just show up to their house with a package of uh, ball wipes and trimmers, and they're gonna instantly love you. <laughs> Seriously, no, that's that's why the revolutionary company Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 3.0 has per- Proprietary advanced skin safe technology so this trimmer reduces cuts on your man's nuts and it's also waterproof which prevents a mess in the bathroom floor and in the sink and means they can trim underwater i guess i'm about to go to st croix we're gonna test this out the lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their hot new perfect package 3.0 which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season it's literally everything your man needs to keep him trimmed, cut, free, and smelling nice down there. We don't like any bad balls. Nobody likes, nobody likes bad balls. Speaking of smelling nice, let's be real. We've all smelled some uncouth ball action before, and that's why I'm thankful for their Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. Men put deodorant on their armpits, so why wouldn't you put deodorant? on the smelliest part of your body. All of the formulations are vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know his manhood is in good hands, he's clean, nothing toxic going on down there. The perfect package will also come with a pair of manscaped boxers that'll keep his junk fresh all day. And I have a couple pair, and if you like me enough, I can maybe swing some your way. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to this new awesome pair. Tis the season to manscape, to manscape, oh, tongue twisters. So get your man, your dad, your brother, your friends, all the manscape packages, perfect package 3.0 with my code NPHSCAPED20, you will get 20% off plus free shipping through the end of the year. Ladies, it's a perfect gift for you and your man. Trust me, he'll thank you. Men, your balls will thank you. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code NPHSCAPED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code NPHSCAPED20. Naughty or nice, this is the number one gift on Santa's list. Hop on the trending sled today and here we go with episode 136 of Futural Model, my third ever solo cast, NPH. See you in a second. Hello, role models, and welcome back to episode 136 of Future Role Model, and your guest today is me, Natasha Pearl Hansen, your host. Yes, this is the third ever solo NPH cast that I have done. Part of that is because it is Thanksgiving week, and I know everybody's shitting the bed right now with their 15th lockdown of the year. Maybe they're upset that they're stuck with their family more. Maybe they wish they could see their family and they can't. So I just didn't feel like putting the burden of requesting people's time on them. So instead you're stuck with me. (laughs) You're stuck with me and my brain dumping for the day. And boy, have I had quite the brain dumping this morning. I started off this year journaling quite a bit. Well, that was mainly because I went through a big breakup in January. And I've talked about this a little bit before, but maybe not to this extent, but when you go through something that's traumatic and unravels, you know, nine years of time with somebody, I remember kind of talking in that journaling process about feeling like my insides are being scraped out with a pumpkin carver, which sounds really, (laughs) sounds really dramatic. But when I go back and read that, it's, it's so refreshing to have perspective on things. I'm such a big advocate of allowing myself time and going through shit to be able to gain that perspective because man, is it ever rich and delicious. I now think back on how I felt in January with so much relief and with a whole different look and feel about how I even talk about the situation. I say this to say anybody who's gone through anything traumatic this year, which of course we all have, but eventually with time and with process and with proper support and with some deep diving into yourself, you end up figuring out how to talk about something that once seemed really impossible to do so fairly simply. It just becomes like reading a chapter out of a book you once read. It doesn't even feel necessarily like there's emotion tied to it. And that's, you know, in not even quite a year's time, how I feel about that past situation, which is really, it's a really beautiful thing. I feel like it should be encouraging to anybody who has gone through something hard this year, which we, again, obviously all have people have lost businesses, they've lost homes, they've lost, lost loved ones. And um, you know, presidential shit, if you didn't get your way or whatever happened. <laughs> we all, we've all had something that was our own form of trauma. Um, and that's what I'm I'm excited to later in the episode. And this will be a short episode because I want this to be just an easy, easy listen for you, uh, prepping you for your Thanksgiving week with your family, whatever, whatever that looks like for you. Um, but this is all thoughts that lead to the launch of my startup and why I have such a heart for wanting to help people, wanting to make them feel less shitty about their pasts and wanting, uh, wanting to find a way to allow people to realize how important their community is and how much they can actually lean on it when they need it. The last time I did a solo episode, I was still living in the canyons in LA, which is technically where I where I reside, quote unquote, if I even have a place that I technically reside right now. Um, I feel like a true international woman of mystery, which is all I've ever wanted to be. And so I'm really embracing that this year. (laughs) Um, When I went through my split in January, I felt like that, you know, obvious obligation to be a boss ass bitch and get my own badass place and just redesign my life the way I wanted to. And something in my gut told me to wait and not do that yet. And thank God I did because COVID was around the corner and it, and I just learned so many lessons through this year. Big thing was letting go of that feeling of how I looked to others. I never really cared about how I looked to other people. I've never cared about that actually. But there's, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, anybody out there who's gone through big breakups, there is a way that you want to look to your ex when you first go through a breakup. And that's like, yeah, 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 everything's fine. I've I've got this, I've got this. And you know what, that doesn't matter either. (laughs) And so I'm glad I was able to put my little crafty ego aside and check it in my back pocket and uh, sit on it for a while and let it crunch to pieces. (laughs) <laughs> because this year has been exactly it's fallen into place exactly how it should have. I, I don't mean all the the bad things. I don't mean people losing their businesses. I don't mean getting all my tours canceled and having no live stand-up comedy, which is the love of my life. Um, I don't mean those things, but I mean once again, this whole perspective thing. I did some journaling this morning and um As I said, I did a lot of that in the start of the year, which looks very different from the journaling I did in the canyons. My canyon journaling this summer was appreciation journaling, appreciation for the space and the time to be alone in a beautiful house uh, next to trails in nature, overlooking the city of Los Angeles. So it was just this nice dichotomy of nature and city and uh. Finding that closure within myself to, to really just remind myself like, fuck, yeah, dude, you're great. Like, you're great. And you do not need anybody else to tell you that you got this. And it it was a true hero's journey that I went through (laughs) this summer to, to realize that I didn't need anybody's validation or to be in a relationship, relationship to validate me. In fact, it's quite the opposite. If you're in a relationship that doesn't that where you don't provide value to each other or help each other rise, you're in a relationship that is doing you a wild disservice. And it turns out that's what I've been in for a long time. Not any slight on my ex, people that know him out there, some of my listeners have met him or know him and he's a wonderful human being but you do you do realize in time that sometimes you stick around a situation that isn't good for you and is uh stunting your own growth just because of being comfortable and we all do it whether it's a job or a place we live or friendships all the all the relationships friendships all the ships so this morning, I'm going to read to you a couple little excerpts, not the whole journal. I don't want to give you guys that much good. But here are some excerpts. And I just wrote it as uh, <laughs> as Morning Fireside Thoughts from Monday, November twenty third, 2020. Just in case you wondered, if I still write the date on the top right corner like I'm in 5K, <laughs> I do. I also sign my name in crayon. Um, I wrote, I have a hard time believing we are so close to the year's end, yet here we are on the precipice of new beginnings in so many more ways than just the usual happy new year. Let's pretend a switch in annual digits is our fresh start and the chance to pretend even yesterday's fuck ups aren't real. I've thankfully never looked to the new year as my fresh start, but rather I allow myself fresh starts on the daily. How can I be better than I was yesterday? How can I leave someone better than I found them yesterday? wwnphd (laughs) just made me laugh do you guys remember the what what would jesus do bracelets back in the day um i ask myself this sometimes when i get into uh predicaments um because i don't want to be like anybody else i want to handle situations exactly how i think i would handle them if i was watching myself so i suggest you do that for yourself if you don't like the answer, maybe you gotta figure out what the fuck's wrong with the way you handle shit. Um, I actually had a conversation with my grandma about this this morning. She said something to me and I responded to her. I said, why would you think I wanted to hear that? And she goes, well, I won't tell you things like that anymore. And I said, well, let me rephrase. I didn't like hearing that, but please keep telling me shit like that. And she's like, well, I don't want to upset you. And I said, no, that's not your job. Your job is to tell me exactly what you want to say to me. And my job is to react to it the way that I, the way that I do. And if I react to it fucked up, that's on me. So continue. And then (laughs) me and grandma had like a two hour conversation right after I journaled, which pushed all my work further than it needed to be pushed this morning, but it's always worth it. Um, I do encourage you if you're surrounded by old people that you love or even kind of mediocrely love during this holiday, take time for them. I've always made a lot of time for my grandma. I love her. She is my BFF, um, but I also have a lot of work to do. I have a lot of things that I'm working on. So when I'm home, it's easy for me to leave her chilling in the living room during the day and she's just watching TV. She loves watching monk for anybody that loves Mr. Tony Shaloub, That's my grandma's jam. If you want the way to her heart, send all the monk DVDs <laughs> uh, to an undisclosed address because it will not give you my parents address. Um, but I, I did realize that I was putting a lot of tasks on my plate every day and really eating up a lot of my time. So I started delegating my tasks better. So I have a lot more flexibility in my day. So when grandma strikes up a conversation, I can just keep it going for an hour or an hour and a half without feeling like I'm cutting her off or like I have to get back to doing something that really is technically trivial because all the shit I do is really on my own timeline, give or take. Um, (laughs) I am still reading through these pieces of the journal. Um, I'll continue where I left off and get to the little nuggets of what I wanted to share. Um, I wrote, I'm proud of this moment, not because I've accomplished some insane feat or I'm oozing into the new year, freshly empowered by some personal victory that it's it's times past would have that at sorry, I can't even read my own writing, that at times past would have boosted my ego. Not this year. 2020 has shooken me to the core, forced me to spend time with myself, my thoughts. 2020 has forced me to embrace my open heart and my theory of limitless possibilities and to see dreams and opportunities actualized in an entirely new way. People have shown up for me this year. God has shown up for me this year and purging old and weighted Things from my life and ushering in fresh and bold and positive and loving and new things has completely changed how everything I do operates. This year has shifted my views on success it's shifted my views on things and it's shifted my views on home and I'll tackle these in that order. Now I'm not gonna read my journal excerpts on success and things and home, but I will talk about them freely here off the cuff because I feel like that's more of a fun thing to do. First, we have success. And I feel like the term success has really turned a new leaf for people this year um especially being in hollywood and working in entertainment success a lot of times is how you are perceived to the public how much money people think you are making what kind of credits you have uh success is viewed as a number or a status or a level of power and i i don't find those things to be measured, uh, measurable for success after, especially after this year. And again, the perspective that I have on it. Fun thing that I haven't shared with a lot of people, and I definitely don't think I've shared with it publicly anywhere. And I definitely don't think I've shared any (laughs) to anyone on my podcast. But when I was young, I've always had an affinity for old people. Like, I, I really love old people. I think people that watch me with my grandma know that that's genuine. Um, I've always talked about wanting to have another podcast called Beers with Old People, where I travel around the world and interview old people and get their stories. Just regular ass old people, because they're the coolest, not famous ones, not your fame story, like, like dude man from down the street who's been, you know, working in the garden his whole life. I don't know those kind of people. I love those random stories and interactions with people that have just seen some shit and nobody's gotten it from their brain and put it on paper or on the record. And so I've had an affinity for this when I was since I was young. I've become really close friends with teachers, um, elders in my church and grandparents, friends, grandparents. <laughs> there was an elder in my church, starting when I was young named Clark Cornelson. And I used to sit with him after church for like an hour to two hours and have pretty in-depth conversations with him when I was all of eight or nine years old. And this happened for years. Every single Sunday I sat with this guy and he would instill a lot of wisdom in me, which was really, really cool at such a young age. And that dude, when I was 11, pulled me aside after church one day. And mind you, I'm not a super religious person. Um, I don't like the term. I don't like anything super organized or extremist. Um, But I am spiritual and I do have a relationship with God. And I think that that's cool to talk about because who cares, man, to each their own. You guys can do you, but that's where I stand. So... (laughs) Uh, He pulled me aside when I was 11 and told me that he had a vision and uh, like a prophecy kind of thing that one day people would be surrounding me, asking me what the secret to my success is. And that always stuck with me. And he said, you're going to figure it out one day. It'll just all make sense. It'll all culminate. And you'll know exactly what that moment is for you. And, uh, so that's really stuck with me. He passed away when I was 19 and I remember like just sitting at his service journaling about that. I, I journaled about everything until there was Instagram story videos. Now I video journal everything, but until then I journaled everything, funny moments, little quotes and things I always kept little memo pads on me. So I have all these notes of things that Clark, um, had said to me throughout the years from the time of that prophecy until he passed away, which was like eight years. And, uh, yeah. So I always think about that moment and, you know, just like with anything, we kind of wait for, we kind of wait for that overnight success moment rather than giving ourselves those little nudges along the way, or those little pats on the back to say, Hey, you're doing that. You're already doing that. And I kind of had that, uh, epiphany this morning. I had a lot of inbox messages for, I get a lot of positive inboxes. I thank people that listen to this podcast that you're not a bunch of dick bags. Um, <laughs> I get a lot of cool messages on, uh, Instagram and social media, which makes me happy. It means I'm putting something out there that doesn't feel like it's off brand, which is cool. And, uh. I get, you know, a lot of inboxes for advice, for calls, for help, for career, a lot of stuff should really be charging people for all these consulting calls or talking people off ledges that I've been doing. But uh, there's a time and a place for everything, right? Um, But I was like, huh, you kind of are surrounded by that now in a smaller sense of the word. And as you start to build this startup, as you start to build... Uh, everything that you're working on that will just grow in time with everything that you've, you've built it up to. And so, so I know that success is a strange word for people this year. Um, I have one of my multiple friends that have lost their businesses, whether it's gyms, restaurants, catering services, all those types of things. Um, nobody nobody's judging anybody anymore. And if they are fuck those people and let them fall out of your life. I've definitely let a few people fall out of my life as of recent, and it's not worth talking about what or why those situations look like, but you know, you know, when somebody's in your life, that's just causing you just a bunch of grief or being downers all the time, you know, Sometimes sometimes we're put into these shocky, messy situations, uh, you know, global pandemics. so we can figure that the fuck out. Get that mess out of your face so you can go and do your own version of success. Um, things has been an interesting one to tackle. That was a really interesting thing to journal about today. Um, I have talked about, Stuff with people before. I definitely, we all accumulate a lot of stuff. Like when I went through my split in January, it started to dawn on me how a two bedroom apartment in Los Angeles can collect so much stuff. And years ago, I think this was when I was in college and had to do my first big purging ever because dorm rooms are the size of a shoebox. My grandma, who is my BFF, told me. Natasha, you're stressed with school because there's clutter in your life. And once you get the clutter out of your life, you'll be able to think. And she goes, stuff equals decisions and decisions equal stress. So get rid of the shit and you'll get rid of your stress. And I always remember that. I was like, okay, if I'm feeling stressed, if I'm feeling anxious, what can I do to like cleanse my space? If it's not with physical things, maybe there's, other things that are weighing me down, emotional things. Shit becomes heavy and once you start unloading it, you feel pretty effervescent, which is I mean kind of how we all want to feel right We all want to feel like Kate Moss after a salad. So yeah that's been it's been an interesting thing, this relationship with things that I have. Um, when I was a kid, we didn't have any money. So my mom got really creative with stuff. She used to hide my toys from me in the summer and then fix them up and re-gift them to me at Christmas with like a couple new add-ons. Like I'd get a my Barbie house back, but it'd be painted a different color. And then I'd have like one new Barbie or something like that. Or she'd make all my Barbie clothes or whatever creative things she could do to save money. And so that was... Something we did, something I got used to at a young age, like the regifting of your own things and finding it, the, finding that it's cool again. So when I started my breakup situation in January, I started slowly packing up things here and there, getting them boxed away. With that in mind, thinking that at some point in my life, in a fresh space, I'd be opening these boxes back up. And I'd be like, holy shit, I forgot about that. And it'd be cool again. And it was like making my own shit cool again. Um, if only that could be a presidential slogan, <laughs> make, your, make your own shit cool again. And <laughs> PH for president. But that's what I was doing. And so when I got back to LA after the first chunk of lockdown in June, from my parents in Wisconsin, where I currently am again, I boxed up, you know, probably 70% of my life at that point, shipped it off with a storage company. And then the following month uh, put everything else that I had, keepsakes and stuff, into a storage unit. And now it's pretty consolidated. And it, there it's been. And guess guess what it feels like to have no stuff to tote around and move from place to place while I navigate this year, bootstrap my startup and get crafty about where I spend time. Guess how that feels? Feels really fucking good. And guess what I miss? Absolutely nothing. I do not miss that box of random cords that I've been hanging on to for like 15 years because we might just need a USB cord for something that we used to plug into X an Xbox. Like <laughs> there are so many things you end up hanging on to for absolutely no reason and um, so this perspective on things and the way that I feel about them is different. Um, it kind of makes things cool again later. Like when you start putting your life you know, back together and creating a new space, which I do look forward to doing at some point in the near future, then, then you touch a thing. And if you wanna actually have that thing around and it's worth, messing up your mental space to have around then it's like cool I'm gonna keep this thing I don't know I don't know how to, I guess I'm describing it the best I can but um, the the value of things has changed and same with friendships I mean the value of you know you really look at certain people in your life and start thinking man are we really like are we elevating each other and if we're not maybe we just kind of call this an acquaintance situation and move along with our lives and um, there's been plenty of those I've realized this year too and that my friends is okay it is okay for people to not all be your best friend Um, (laughs) my boss comedy partner Courtney and I talked about this the other day she's one of the coolest chicks I know and I can't say a single bad thing about her whether she's around or not around Courtney Sherman love you to death but she was talking about that that you don't need umpteen best friends you need like five and uh you need need five really solid people in your life and if you have that you're like doing better than a lot of people so you know take some time maybe uh maybe do some journaling this week be it thanksgiving and all and write down your five ride or die motherfuckers that you can go to for literally anything, and they won't judge you. They're gonna give you great perspective, not necessarily advice, because advice sometimes is unwarranted and not everybody needs to weigh in on their opinions on everything in everybody's lives, but you just want people who are going to fucking be there. So keep those people around. Those are your bitches and dudes, bitches and hoes. Um, the last the last thing it was um, home. My journaling about home was really cool. Um, But again, that's from that's for me and uh, some very special people that will eventually read it one day. But home in in the in in the situation, in the relationship that I was in for a long time, it was it was made it was made to feel as though home was a place where you had a nice marble table. And it was a place that you call home base. And it's a place that you keep your stuff. Well, if I measured that as home currently, then my home would be in storage unit locker to something in the middle of Hollywood. <laughs> so that's not home. That's not home. I mean, starting at the beginning of this year, I was, you know, booted from the home that I knew and stayed with one of my best friends in L.A. for roughly two months, living out of varying suitcases. And then I went on tour in Chicago and New York, and then COVID hit. So I was on tour with one suitcase when I came to my parents' house in Wisconsin. and was here for three months. So that's two homes right there that I've already lived in side side note hotels I lived in some hotels as well and then went back to LA lived in somebody's home my dear friend Michael who was living in his other home so I commandeered his home in LA uh, for nearly four months and then went to an Airbnb in Colorado (laughs) which became a new home. And now I'm back in Wisconsin at my parents again, which is yet another home because it's another chunk of time. So there's five different places plus that I've lived this year. And when you're bouncing around, which is what I used to do when I was touring all the time, or now that I'm bouncing around for different purposes while I try to navigate what the next steps are with my startup, And to be smart and crafty with bootstrapping and with funds and to to really just be smart, I guess is the bottom line. I've just, (laughs) I've realized that all these places have felt like home. I never, ever once this year felt like I was without a home. And so home to me has become something that you just pull from within you. If you can go anywhere and land and be okay, then you have found a good space within yourself to call home. And that is a freeing feeling because it means that no matter whatever happens to a structure that you live in, you know, obviously, sad things that happen to people's homes that sucks. But like my grandma, when they were young, she had a fire. That sucks. You never get that shit back. But Home is just a whole, I have a whole new outlook on what that means. And it again makes me excited to build a new home at the end of this crazy Willy Wonka tunnel that we're all inside of and make that a home that is built from something that I wanted to craft, not because it was something that I felt like I needed to move into and turn into something that was tolerable for people or made me look good. If that makes any sort of sense, I hope it does. (laughs) I think something I'm going to journal about next is timing because I really, really enjoy timing. Maybe it's because I'm a comedian and I like, I like, (laughs) timing is ingrained in us, but also I love having the hindsight to be able to look at how something played out and be like, fuck yeah, that, that worked out really nicely. Um, the, the stint I had in Colorado ended up being a very interesting one. Um, and I won't go into any sort of details, but it, it wasn't the trip that I had wanted it to be. And sometimes that happens when you travel with people that, you know, but maybe don't know very well, you end up being maybe a third wheel or, You know, I, I guess I'm just a pretty adventurous person. So a lot of the things I wanted to get out of this uh, multiple person trip to Colorado, I didn't feel that fulfilled at the end of it. So um, I ended up, I ended up uh, sticking around Colorado a little bit extra and finding some fulfillment and meeting some really cool people. And then I got to Wisconsin early and that is a whole nother, that is a whole nother fun uh, ball game, maybe an episode for a future time. But needless to say, I'm happy. I'm in Wisconsin. Now I'm happy. I'm here early. Um, And some cool shit is happening in my life. And I feel like it's only because I let go of what I thought was my former thoughts on success my things, and my home. And yeah, I mean, that kind of sums it up pretty nicely. I'm, uh, I'm excited because in two weeks, well, this episode comes out tomorrow. So in a, two weeks and one day, I will be traveling to St. Croix with a, uh, with a really fantastic comedian and uh, amazing guy uh, named Jake Snell. He actually hosted the live event portion of my comedy special taping last year. And I think while we are in St. Croix together, I'm gonna be finding out the air date for my comedy special, uh, or at least I'm finding it out really soon. So it would be kind of serendipitous and cool to have that come full circle and, uh, and to find that out uh, coming up. The, the last time I was in St. Croix, this is kind of a cool little nugget. Uh, I was about to film this special. And as you guys know, my special was filmed on my canceled wedding day. And it's called I Was Supposed to Get Married Today. And uh, my... <laughs> this is such a it's such a weird thing to talk about. But I promise you it's not negative. Um, at anybody who's had somebody in their life who has gone through cancer or they've lost them to cancer... This is one of those stories. So my aunt who is my dad who was my dad's sister, we were very very close. She was like my life mentor, my guru. And she kind of helped all my other cousins plan their weddings. So she was on the horns to help kind of plan and navigate my wedding. So when my wedding was canceled and she was fighting cancer, I think that was just one more pin to drop or whatever the phrases are, but she was really, really, she was getting sicker and sicker with cancer leading up to, um, leading up to that moment. And then when we pulled the plug on the wedding, I was in St. Croix and my last day in St. Croix before heading back to LA. Um, I woke up at like three in the morning and I had this gut feeling that she had passed. And I tried to call my mom, but nobody answered. And I was like, huh, maybe I'm just overreacting. It's really, really, it's in the middle of the night back home. And, and, uh, so I, I got up and sat on my friend's patio in St. Croix on the Island and watched the sun rise. And then I landed on my layover in Miami and my mom called me and she told me that Annette, my aunt had passed right at that time. So I, I literally woke up when my aunt had passed. And, um, so it was this this really beautiful moment. I have such a history with the Island of St. Croix, um, and have played there for five years in a row. I'm the only comedian that comes there from the States, like the only one and, uh, does shows for the locals and for the expats or whatever they, whatever they fancy themselves. But, um, it was this really beautiful moment. Um, and we had my, my aunt's memorial just two days before I had to shoot my actual comedy special on my canceled wedding day. And um, my uncle came, he came, he was a fresh widower and he, he came to support. And a lot of my family did too, cause they needed some levity in their lives. So my special that's coming out, it means so much more to me than just being about me and my wedding day about, you know, feeling better about your seemingly bad situations. It means so much more than just my immediate family. It extends so much deeper than that. It's it's tied to this beautiful location, um, these beautiful memories of this woman that I just loved so much. And then um, shortly thereafter, after my aunt passed away, my uncle accidentally met one of the other most amazing women I've ever met, uh, and she and him just recently got engaged, and they're getting married next year. So here he thought he had lost the love of his life. They had been together forever since college. He was so in love with her, and accidentally just found a whole a whole new amazing person. So I hope <clears throat> I hope that encourages people. Um, some of the best. I'm losing my voice because I'm talking too much. (laughs) Some of the best things that happen to us are in the most unexpected, um, in the most unexpected places, moments, and timing. And I'm kind of in one of those spaces right now. And I'm looking forward to seeing what it culminates into. I love unexpected things in life that turn into something awesome. And I'm a big proponent, like a, a big, um, I don't even know what word I'm searching for, but I, I love that shit. So that also ties into the startup. Um, a week and a half ago, I had a soft launch for my startup at startup grind in Lansing, Michigan. I also did my first air. I did my first time flying an airplane. I'm getting my pilot's license. And, uh, so that was really cool. I've got a lot of great feedback and I really am excited to share with anybody who would like to know a little bit about my startup. Even though I soft launched it, I don't want to make it super public yet because we're still in the build out phase of the site, but it's going to be launching alongside of my special and whoever I'm not able to help with my podcast, with my personal story, with my personality on social media and my connectivity there. Um, that's what I'm building this startup for. This startup is going to be an amazing resource for people that are going through some hard shit, and it's going to tie in perfectly to my special drop, and I'm going to put them out together. So as the timing is right to actually share that information, I will give you so much of it that your ears will explode. But until then, if you would like to watch my talk at Startup Grind, find out about exclusive <laughs> exclusive information about my startup before it actually launches and see what built up to the culmination of me creating the career and the mentality that I have about everything that I do, you can inbox me at NPH comedy or at future role model and ask to see my startup grind video. And I will send you a private link so you can bust that out and feel all sorts of feels from that. It was very charismatic and fun and a really great talk. Guys, I think I'm done talking. I'm almost losing my voice, but what I do want to say is (laughs) journal this week, write real cards. Uh, Somebody awesome in my life is inspired, re-inspired me to write real cards and uh, give them to people and send them to people. Uh, Pour your heart out. It's been a fucking hard year. And I even just text beautiful things to my friends when I think about them, and you don't even know what kind of responses that garners. People are really touched to just know they're being thought about in a positive way. I even messaged one of my best friend's boyfriends who I haven't spent a lot of time with uh, and thanked him for being a really positive person in her life today and got a really cool response. And so I'm telling you, if you go out of your way to be any sort of nice to people, it's gonna spread like wildfire. And not that this is like a motivational podcast or some shit, but yeah, it is because we're humans. And whether we're funny or we're smart or have a lot of layers, which we all should and do because we're fucking people, um, we <laughs> we should be good to each other. So uh, take some time for your family, pay attention to those five people or more if you're blessed to have that in your community uh, of people that you love and respect And make sure that they know it. And with that being said, guys, uh, if you are listening and you are in St. Croix, our show in St. Croix with me and Jake Snell is Monday, December 14th. It's going to sell out in the next couple of days. It's already halfway sold out. So get your tickets. The link is on my Instagram at NPH Comedy. And we will probably be adding a second night and potentially even a virtual show. So you guys who are not going to be able to travel to St. Croix or people that are not in the best space to travel right now can also enjoy and watch us live in St. Croix. So more information on that to come. Stay tuned for all the things. There'll be another episode out next week with a lot more details on that and virtual ticketing for that show. And guys, this has been really fun. Thanks for letting me talk to myself. I love all you for listening. Remember to get all of your man friends my partner's boxes at Manscaped. My code is NPHscaped20 and that will get you 20% off plus free shipping on all your items. Manscaped is the best and they make your balls smell really nice and nobody wants to have crusty balls for Christmas. And on that note, peace out.